Now, if we take the the ACV target you told us earlier, you know, those customers are all paying between five and 10K ACVs. That means you're doing something like, I mean, it sounds like something like 250,000 bucks in annual recurring revenue already. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. Exactly. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Nadia Fisher. She is one of the top 10 entrepreneurs in Sweden, formerly head of marketing in, San, in a San Francisco-based startup. She became an IT project manager and thereafter joined PwC to build their digital experience center. At WittyWorks, she is the CEO and acts at the interface of clients' needs and technological implementation. Nadia, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so what is WittyWorks? What are customers using you for? Well, customers have real trouble scaling diversity and inclusion, and that's what our B2B sauce is for. It helps them to write inclusively and to act inclusively, and this thanks to a de-biased language AI and microlearning. So give me an example. Maybe someone's putting copy up on their website that says, hey, guys, we hope you enjoy your product. And you might say, hey, the word guys is not inclusive. Try this language instead. Exactly. And it goes also deeper. Like, you know, there's much language out there that is uh, a lot of people do not feel addressed because their socialization is different. So if you also write, yeah, we're really an ambitious team and performance is super important. That's all kind of language that only attracts a very small part. Interesting. So what might you recommend I change that sentence to? Well, talk much more of the cooperation you're doing. Like, hey, together we try to reach a certain goal. Um, you know, we are, we believe in taking responsibility within the team. So much more the cooperative and supportive side of language. Interesting. And you're doing this via software, right? People are paying you a monthly fee or annual fee? Yeah, exactly. It's subscription-based. I mean, there's a freemium out there. So please try it out. We're happy also for feedback and everything. Please try it out. Yeah, it's it's like while you are writing, um, it highlights the terms that are problematic and then they it get you get proposed with um, alternatives so you can write inclusively. And you also get more information behind the term, what the bias is behind the term. So you can actually learn about your own biases. Very cool. And the website is witty.works if you want to check it out. Now, Nadia, what are people paying you per month on average to use the technology? So it's easy. It's a license per year of 180 um, US dollars per year. Okay. So every customer is paying 180 a year. There's no cheaper. There's no more expensive. It's all 180 Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, as soon as companies start to buy 2,000, 3,000 licenses, we have, a, yeah, we have another a pricing going, like a gradual pricing. I mean, do you have a lot of those customers that are buying? Uh, so it's 180 bucks per year. That's per seat. Yeah, exactly. That's I it. see. So, so ignore the per seat cost because what I'm, what I'm really interested in is when someone signs up for you guys, are they signing up 10 people on their team or a thousand? So, what's the average customer paying you per month, all in, not not per seat? Yeah, I mean, we're not so old yet, so we just kind of started out uh, like a half year ago. So, uh, the currently the average contract values are between, let's say, five and then ten thousand, I would say. Okay. Um, but naturally, we're hoping for the compounding effect that now it kind of starts to expand within the companies, and yep. you know, with that, we'll reach ACVs of like hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. 
That's great. Okay. So you just started, uh, it sounds like you just started having customers about six months ago. When did you write the first line of code for the platform? Um, like one year ago, uh, um, about, yeah, we had a okay. kind of MVP, which we tested the market with and found out that, you know, yes, customers are actually ready to spend money on inclusive language. And, uh, and then as soon as we had that, we, we started to build the real product. I see. Okay. So WittyWorks, you get gone in 2021 last year. Now, did you, have you bootstrapping or have you raised capital? <laughs> So yeah, the first uh, months we were bootstrapping and then uh, we raised capital uh, mid last year with okay, an and angel how, and friends and family round. How much did you decide to raise? A 750 US dollars, 50,000 US dollars. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're okay. And, and most folks when they're raising a pre-seed round in that range, they're usually raising on a note. Did you use a note? No, this was a little bit uh, complicated. I guess in Switzerland, we made an equity round, but in the aftermath, I wouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> it's just, you know, in Switzerland, when you use notes, it's rather very small notes, like 20, 25,000. So you would have to raise a lot of notes and that makes it very complicated. So that's why we went for an equity round. I think in the aftermath, I'd rather go um, go to the US or bigger markets and see if I can, you know, at, uh, attract VC from the start and two notes. With well, how do you how do you price the round your pre revenue? I mean, how do you guys come up with a valuation? Yeah, this was actually a negotiation topic. We were <laughs> it was funny because in the thing in the beginning we thought, okay, this is a scientific thing, right? And so we researched and we calculated and calculated again, and then we find out because we didn't have any experience. We we're first time startups, so we realized that it was much more of a negotiation thing. So you come out with a certain number and then you know uh, angels will tell you no that's too high or you know <laughs> so it's a little bit of a risk if you don't have any experience yet actually and also it depends very much on the market so in switzerland the valuations are normally quite low in europe a little bit higher and compared to the how US, low in switzerland well you know if you come out as a pre-seed it's, it's really hard to get anything uh like you the pre-seed valuations are like between 2 million and maybe 3 million, something like that, where I see when I watch now the US, you know, stuff like that can already be at 8, 10 million. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you sort of raise in the 2 to 3 million valuation range, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I see. Okay. Now, second question, obviously it's very dilutive, right? I assume that was pre-money. So maybe you sold 20, 20% of the business, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. did you need that capital to grow, or could you could you have bootstrapped this? Why did you need the capital? Well, we wanted to be much faster because we so we realized okay, this is being bought by the companies, but um, we knew we needed expertise from NLP and from machine learning, also you know some more experts in front end development. And if we had done it ourselves, yes, we could do it and you know just continue like that, but. Um, Taking up capital just me- meant that we could be much faster. And, you know, in the end, we brought the product out within half a year. And and, uh, uh, and if we had done it ourselves, it would, take, it would take us much longer. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days. All the revenue numbers, all the valuations, 
and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. And Nadia, how many customers are you now serving today? I know you're early, but are we talking two customers or 20 or something else? So, uh, so 32 customers and oh, wow. f- some of them really big brands like Microsoft, Intel, Deutsche Bahn, um, so uh, Deloitte, so quite big customers actually. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Now, if we take the the ACV target you told us earlier, you know, those customers are all paying between five and 10K ACVs. That means you're doing something like, I mean, it sounds like something like 250,000 bucks in annual recurring revenue already. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. Exactly. Yeah. Or about 20,000 bucks a month if you calculate it on a monthly basis. Right. Exactly. It's a 23,000 MRR. Absolutely. There you go. She knows the number exactly. 23,000 <laughs> up, up from nothing a year ago. So you have infinite growth, right? that's great okay so i mean look selling enter your first sales at five to ten k a pop that's not easy most people are selling premium tools for like five bucks a month and they upsell from there you went right out and are landing five ten k contracts how are you doing that well i guess it's because the need is really big um i see that a lot of companies are looking for an inclusive language they're they're really uh, you know coming towards us actually we didn't have any marketing spent so far either so that's really cool it's a lot of content marketing we do but we didn't have to have any paid advertisement and i think yeah they're just ready to actually pay that price in order to finally have a solution and so far there's just nothing on the market Fascinating. Tell me more about your team. Are you the sole founder? No. So I'm together with Lucas, um, our CTO. And um, yeah, we both, we actually met when we we used to work together before. So we knew each other already and how we work together. So that's really cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's a really big open source person. <laughs> I would say he's very known. He used to be the global release manager of PHP, so that's also really cool. When we, you know, when we're looking for tech talent, it's never a problem to find anyone. That makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, what, did you guys meet in Sweden? Um, so we're from Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland. Sorry, did you meet in Switzerland? <laughs> yes, we met in Switzerland. Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason I'm asking is, so I'm actually headed in a couple of days out to Malmo in Sweden for uh, the oh. sassiest event. Are you going to that? It's a big SaaS conference. Uh, no, I'm not. I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay. I'll, ha- I'll have to send you. It'd be so cool to meet you in person. I love meeting meeting founders in person. But yeah, it's, I think the link is sassiest2022.com. Uh, it's April 20th and 21st in Malmo. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, okay. Tell me more about the rest of your team though. So there's you and Lucas as founders. Uh, what's the, What's your total team size today? So in total, we are like 11 people, uh, eight and a half FTEs, because not of all of them work 100%. What's really cool is we're from nine different nationalities, which for Europe is very, you know, is a very diverse team. Um, and I really like that. Um, it also, but it also means, for example, we have somebody who's half Russian, half Ukrainian, so that also, you know, the whole conflict is brought into the team, which is is totally fine. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like half is working on, on the tech side and half is working on marketing and sales on the tech side. We actually have more women than men. So that's nice. Also Wait, really so cool. how many engineers, four engineers? Yeah. Four engineers and uh, three of them are women. 
Oh, that's amazing. That's why you're growing so fast. All right. (laughs) For engineers, uh, great. The others are sales marketing. Your go-to-market is content marketing strategy. It sounds like 32 customers to date. Um, Talk to me a little bit more about the product. What's the next big product release you have planned? So the next big product release is uh, the whole gamification part within the app to make that better, better. So you can see your own progress. You can see your analytics. Um, and, and then naturally, you know, especially for big cor- corporations, we have to la- take a look at, uh, at the whole privacy and data protection issue. Um, naturally, I know in the US, it's maybe not such a big problem as in Europe, but, um, you know, many corporations cannot, you know, let you work with a browser ex- extension if the whole privacy issue is not regulated, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we need to find their um, a solution. We actually already got it. We just need to build it, as, you know, to build private clouds for these corporations so they don't have to worry about a thing. Now, Nadia, do you already have a sales rep that carries a quota or you're too early for that? We have one sales rep, um, but I would say his his uh, job is still very mixed. So on the one hand, it's like customer success, getting back all the info, you know, getting back all the feedback in order to make sure that we develop according to customer needs and also doing partnerships, uh, partnerships with new language partners because we work together with language partners to make sure that our vocabulary is really being tested by externals as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I, I was going to ask about churn and things, but you're probably too early to look at uh, most of that stuff, right? Well, I can tell you that um, we have a really good rate from our freemium, um, uh, from our visitors to our freemium. That's like at 10%, which is really nice. Um, we see that there we're a little bit higher than other SaaS. Um, and the churn, yeah, I think we brought, at least we brought it down. I would say before it was like 9% and now we've got it down to 2% <laughs> when mm-hmm. we, you know, made some improvements on the product, but I, it's still not stable. So we're still working on that. Yep. Yep. Okay. This makes sense. Hey, great story here. Uh, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Uh, it's, um, I think the favorite one is. It's not so much business, well, half is Daniel H. Pink um, about the third drive where he really talks about what does motivation in work come from and it is not money. <laughs> so, <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO or founder you're studying or following? Uh, oh, good question. I'm so bad with such role models, I must say. <laughs> okay, we'll say none. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building witty besides your own? Uh, sorry, I didn't understand. Your favorite online tool? Ah, oh, um, Slack. Number Slack four. Is... How many hours of sleep do you get every night? I really make sure that I get seven hours. That's great. And what's your situation? Are you married, single kids? So I'm married and I have two kids. They're 14 and 16. Oh, wow. And how do you want me asking how old you are? I'm 50. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. So 50 years old, take us back 30 years. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, I, well, when I was 20, the web just started going and I was kind of doing some HTML and I wish I had stayed with it. I, I really regret not having stayed with that, but it wasn't the thing at that time. So you didn't know. It was like, okay. <laughs> 
Guys, there you have it. Witty Works launched last year. Helps you make sure all of your copy speaks to the uh, the largest audience possible, the most target audience as possible in the best way by helping you make sure you don't fall into weird words like using guys or super ambitious and try to be very specific to cater to the needs of your readers. Uh, uh, again, launched with a $750,000 pre-seed round at a 2 to $3 million valuation. They're now doing $23,000 a month in revenue across 32 customers, scaling nicely, a team of eight. They have four engineers, three of which are female, which we love. Maybe that's why they're growing so fast. Nadia, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. Have a nice time.